Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in the session. Steven and I are together in the Cleveland studio. But I want to start with, an, well, first of all, I'll say Merry Christmas to everyone and start with an apology for everyone who uh, downloaded 42 seconds of me talking about whiskey before having technical difficulties while recording independently and remotely. So Shouldn't, every, you, shouldn't you say Happy New Year, too? I Well, yeah, fine. Happy New Year, too, because by the time you hear this, it'll be Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I should. But anyway, so everything I talked about will now have uh, Steve and I together. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think of that there, tough guy? Um, starting out, first of all, how are you? How was your Christmas? Good. I just, I feel like I'm under attack already. I haven't even done anything yet. You said stuff to me on text that we won't get into. <laughs> that I think warrants all kinds of jabs coming your way. Um, uh. I got a jab for you. <laughs> something of that nature. Um, anyway, so first thing, um, today, uh, the U.S. approved additional funding for Ukraine. I think it's a, I think are $250 million. Quarter bill. I have a question, and I think I know the answer to this, uh, but I'm not sure, and I'm not trying to put this on you because I don't know why either of us would actually know, but when we say we're giving $250 million to Ukraine, we're really giving $250 million to people who build munitions in from U.S. companies and then sending them to Ukraine, um, right? It's, it's, a, it's a mix, right? Like, so we approve, like, so Congress approves the money to pay for the support that we're providing. And that support can be in the way of munitions, planes, tanks, uh, you know, rifles, ammunition, all that other stuff. Sure. There's also, like, when you break down, like, when you go through and actually look at what we're sending, um, it, you know, it could be in the way of, you know, social services. Um, it could be, you know, money to rebuild things. It could be money to support, um, you know, medical. Right, like right. There's, there's right. just, it's not just, we just don't send, we just don't deposit Is $250 right. million dollars into a Ukrainian account and just be like, all right, good luck. Um, it just, it, like, this, the way we say it, it just, it looks right. bad. And it's the same thing with Israel, you know, like with Israel, we're sending mostly weapons, um, you know, of all kinds to them. Right. And that's, you know, like that's the, the, you know, funding people refer to on a pretty regular basis. Um, so no, it's not just a blank check or just a giant check that goes, you know, it's not like they, they you know, like they're, it is very specific. So some of it now, some of it is in the form of cash, right? Um, you know, to help, you know, their yeah. accounts and all other stuff. And, and, um, but there's, there's still the potential for corruption oh, to, for sure. you know, and, and that's a, that listen, now that's a real concern. Ukraine, it, you know, formerly part of Russia was a very corrupt country and probably still is. Um, uh, uh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah. I, I wanted to say Nalvani, but, um, cause they lost that Nalvani guy. Did you see that? <laughs> No. Yeah, Putin's opposition that they have that he has in prison, like they literally lost him for like two weeks, and then he popped up in some terrible camp somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Russia, and so now we know where he is. It's just a terrible situation. Place. But, um, you know, Zelensky wasn't in office all that long 
before all this happened, obviously, right. you know, just a couple of years. And you, Ukraine had a really bad reputation for corruption and stealing of money and, you know, uh, uh, you know, pay for play and Hunter all that Biden's sort of stuff. Things all right, around all, all that, all that sort of stuff. Like that's all legitimate and all real, and that's a legitimate concern that that everyone, it's it's right to to be critical of that. Um, but again, also understand that that now listen, there's different ways that you can corrupt that, right? Like if you, you know, if you're in the right position in that Ukrainian government, you can you know, have a company that is getting paid to do some of these services that are supposed to be provided and then you don't do them, but you just collect all the millions of dollars or you do it, but you charge five times as much as it right, should cost or, or whatever, or it's something that you shouldn't even be charging for and you're charging or, you know, weapons get stolen and all that sort of stuff. So there's, you know, like when I think, I don't think that when conservatives and Republicans question the like who's auditing this who's keeping track of this when they say it i don't believe that it's coming from true concern about ukraine and you know eliminating corruption but it's still a valid point right, right? like whether they I mean, you know they if, should know about it look what we did in iraq <laughs> right i mean it's it, it is a valid point and i think that we have to the best that we can um make sure that it's being tracked and things are going where they're supposed to be going and the money is being spent the way it's supposed to be spent and it's not ending up in the hands of corrupt politicians and oligarchs and everything else like that. But you only have so much control of that. Um, and Especially with the war going on all around you. Exactly. And, the, and the, the issue is, yes, that stuff is going on, but you know there is a war happening on the ground that is very real. It is Russian aggression. Um you know, I heard Nikki Haley say something that made me sort of dig a little bit, and we'll, we'll get to her more a little bit later, but Nikki Haley had made a reference that, you know, Vladimir Putin had said that once he's done with Ukraine, he's going to move to Poland and the Baltics, I and that, yeah. I heard her say that, but I didn't remember hearing Putin say it, so I dug, and I looked, and I didn't see... I didn't see... Nothing came up of him saying specifically that... I think he denied it flat out. Well, he, yeah. Well, Putin's did not because he, he's he's trustworthy, right? I mean, <laughs> come on. Who could man. doubt Vlad? No, but I think he he responded to it was my point. Not that not that I believe a word the guy says. I mean, come on. The whole situation with uh, who was the guy who was trying to take over the country? The the Wagner Group guy, Poroshenko. Uh, 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 yeah, Brushenko or what, yeah. whatever, Brushenko. Uh, it's, it's something close to that, yes. Yes, yes. Pergosian. Pergosian, yes, yes, yes. I mean, his explanation of how that plane blew up, oh, they were drinking on the plane and somebody opened pulled a, a grenade. <laughs> pulled a grenade on the plane. <laughs> like, I, again, I was not, not endorsing Putin as being honest, simply saying that he's responding to Nikki Haley, proving he is sticking his nose into our politics and, and paying attention to these things. Right, but... A uh, Putin denial has like no credibility, oh. but Putin denial is almost an admittance, <laughs> right? Um, but I just thought it was curious that she said that. There's just there's there's no evidence of him saying that. Now, look, I don't. Is that what his end goal is? I, you know, will he stop right. at Ukraine? I I don't know. I I can't imagine that he would move forward with it. All right. Uh, sorry, we had to take a quick pause. I got a phone call. Um, and totally forgot what we were talking about. I know it had something to do with Ukraine. 
Um, but Nikki Haley saying Russia was going to yeah, go in. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, the whole situation there um, in terms of like the funding. Now, I think the the bigger question is right. I think we know we need to stop Russia, right? Yes. But then you have to get to a point where it's like how much longer are we going to financially support this, right? Now you've got two wars. We're we're sending money to Israel. We're sending money to Ukraine. Um, you know, you've got the the GOP and conservative and MAGA. Everyone's just like, oh, we're paying everybody except ourselves. You know, which, again, that's just, you know, just because right. do they believe it or is that just to, you know, shit on Biden? Um, you know, it's, it's probably more shitting on Biden. There's, but there right. is, there is a real concern well, there. And the border issue that they keep playing and saying, we're not well, doing look, anything. I mean, and they're right about look, that. They're, they're right. I mean, I think the border issue, the, the problem is you've got this whole cult, culture war, right? Conservative versus Absolutely. progressive or liberal or whatever. And so it's, it, it's hard to take them seriously when they talk about some of this stuff because you know, it's not coming from a sincere or a genuine place. Yep, I agree. Um, and their arguments are, are somewhat bullshit. But when it comes to the border, um, like, I, I don't think it's racist or uh, um, xenophobic, xenophobic yeah. or whatever to say, like, look, we, we need to get this under control, you know, not because I hate South American people or Mexicans or anything else like that. Like, look, you've got hundreds of thousands of people pouring into the country. We, you know, my job is developing affordable housing, right? right. We do yep. not have enough for the people that are here right now. We are way behind schedule in every aspect of developing literally affordable housing for people, which affordable means different things for different people depending on sure. where you are. But in, in my world, it means a very specific thing. Um, you know, we need, you know, 2 million homes built in the U.S. by 2030, and we are not going to get there. We're not going to get close. And you know, more and more people coming in that we have to figure out how to house, how to feed, how to, you know, what to do in terms of work, right. um, get acclimated to the schools, all that sort of stuff. Like we don't, we do not have the infrastructure to support this. Um, and we need to get it under control. Now they're worried about, you know, terrorists coming in and bad actors and, and look, that's a legitimate concern. Um, but for me, it's just like, we don't have the infrastructure to support bringing in hundreds of thousands of people every year. And I don't care where they're from, whether they're from fucking Mexico or Colombia or fucking Switzerland, it doesn't matter, right? Like we, we, we need to curb this for a little bit until we can kind of get our shit together, right? And so the border issue is a real issue. Um, I think the excessive military spending is also a real issue. Um, again, there's just so many things here that need funded that are fundamentally required, whether, you know, like we got the infrastructure bill, but like you've got education, you've got healthcare needs, you have, um, you know, like just yeah. pick, well, pick something and it, it needs, it needs financial support. And, you know, and another conspiracy theory I've heard is that the lobbyists and the, the folks who represent large corporations want cheap labor. So, People flooding over the border, they're like, we can pay these people half of what we'd have to pay an American. So they claim they want to stop it because of terrorism, but they actually are happy to keep it flowing. They just need to find a moral high ground reason to be offended at what the Democratic administration is doing, no, which I don't think is crazy at all. I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy at all, but I mean, again, all right, let's sit down and talk about this then, right? Can we figure out a way to get people through so that they can work cheaply 
and go back? Or can we figure out a program to get people in here for cheap labor to do that? I, I don't know. There, right? used, there used to be one with Mexico during World War II called the Migrant Worker Program, where literally when we needed people to do, you know, did that, agricultural that program, work. Did, like we had a, I think that we still have that program technically. But okay, the maybe. Is, like it's These are over- Venezuelans. We're not sending them back to Venezuela. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like we, you know, it's just you have so many people coming in, right? And a lot of the, and that's the other thing, that's the other misnomer. A lot of these people are not from Mexico. Right, no, they're right? Right? Venezuelans I mean, and Venezuelans, Cubans, largely. Colombia, Cubia, uh, Ecuador, Nicaragua. Like, there's yeah. people coming from all the, they're coming Africa, through Mexico. Asia, whatever, <laughs> right? Like, and so, again, we, we, we need to curb that. Um, I don't, I, the argument of, Closing the border is, uh, you know, xenophobic, racist, whatever. Like that's that's just lazy. I agree. And and it's not. It's just it, it, you know, like they've done nothing, right? Like right. they they they've done. Absolutely the U- U.S. Nothing. government has done nothing for as long as I've paid attention to the issue for twenty some years. Right. And regardless and, of party yeah, and whatever. Now, listen. You know, Trump's whole thing with building the wall. Like, I guess you give him credit for trying to do something. Um, but I mean, it's just like, all right, can we sit down at the table like adults and talk about this? I can answer that question. Right. No, we can't. The answer is no. The answer is no. Right. I mean, and this is something, this is not something where the physical, like a physical border. Yeah. It makes, maybe it makes sense in certain places, but my issue is like, you know, the same people calling for build a wall, build a wall, like are the same people like, well, we want small government and my property is my property and nobody can. All right. Well, what you want is for the government to build a wall over people's own real property that they own yeah. and tell them, fuck you, this is what it is. Yep. Right? And so, uh, like, we have to start to think about, like, what, what are some different ways that we can curb this? And, you know, people have thrown it out there time and time again. It's technology. It's people. It's bodies. We have to incentivize, pe- you know, people to work border patrol. We have to incentivize people to be the social workers that are going down there and working with these people. We need medical facilities along the border. We need lawyers, judges. Um, you know, the, the, like the, the, that's that's how you start to curb this. And for you know, twenty years, we haven't even scratched the surface of the things that we should be doing. Before we get to all right, we're going to build a wall, and that's it. Right. And I mean, the real solution would be stop the need for mass migration. But those are foreign countries. We really can't do anything about it. We can't go to Venezuela and say you're treating your people like shit. So we're going to step in. That's yeah. a war. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, I mean, and we, we've tried to do it with, um, you know, NGOs, right? Non-governmental yep, yep. organizations and nonprofits. Um, it's not having the impact that I think, you know, we would want it to have. Um, there are those efforts, though, to start to address some of the issues back in these other countries. But even that needs, you know, we need to put more into supporting that, although that we need to make sure that we're supporting the right you know, NGOs that are that are in these regions, right? Like, I mean, if you're down there and you're just like, all right, well, we're just going to push religion on everybody. That'll fix everything. Okay. That's no. worked great in the past. Right. Like, the, let's not do that, but, like, let's look at the actual, you know, issues and root causes of, of what is causing people to leave. And, look, at the end of the day, we know what the answer is. It's cartels, right? It's cartels. It's the drug trade. And addressing that means that you have to, not only deal with the suppliers, but you have to deal with the demand. We are the problem when it comes to demand because we like drugs in this country. 
we like cocaine, we like heroin, we like meth, we like using fentanyl to cut our drugs even though it's killing people. Um, and so because of that, because of our need and our demand and our want, like, I mean, hell, even my dog, right? My dog got into my edible collection and that was a weird night. It also got... I, you might have just admitted to something the SPCA could come after you for. I'm just saying. Fucking take her. Raven is... She's, oh, the, she's young, the young one. Okay. Um, she also uh, she also got my inhaler, my asthma inhaler. And okay. If you used it, that's a special dog. Well, she she got the, she got the cartridge out of the case, the little yep. inhaler thing. Yep. And then she chewed on that, punctured it, and so she was... Fucking running around out of her mind, heart beating, like, through her... It was ridiculous. Um, So, I've got a dog with a drug problem, um, (laughs) which is, again, contributing to our problem at the border. But, um, you know, like, those are the... Like, and these are hard conversations. The solutions aren't easy. Um, it, it it, It will take a lot of time and effort to get... But we're not even... We're not even at the starting line. It would right. take it would take sincere conversations to actually try to make the problem better, and international diplomacy things we're not right. great at. And 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 it takes action, right? I don't care about the speeches and oh well, Kamala Harris hasn't even been down to the border, and you know, like I don't care about Joe Biden's speech in front of some group and standing in front of you know a, a cactus while he's wearing a cowboy hat. I don't care about that. Didn't that. happen. Did no, it? it didn't. Okay, happen. thank you. But what I do care about is the uh, putting a plan in place and then executing on that plan, right? Maybe it's a twenty-year plan, but fine, right? At least that's something, and you start somewhere. The only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. We recognize that this will not happen overnight, but we need something to happen, right? And this administration has failed when it comes to the border. They just flat out failed. You get an F fucking minus. As have the previous ten, right? And and uh, fine. No, that's, 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 that's not making excuse right now, yeah. right? Like, it, like we can't rewind, you, right? You can't rewind it. But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and company, you've had an opportunity, right? You had an opportunity. You know, you went out and you said, "All right, we're going to make Kamala Harris. She's going to be, you know, when they, when they first uh, when they first got elected, you know, Joe Biden came out and said it's going to be on Kamala Harris's plate. She's going to do it. What has she done?" Nothing to my knowledge. And people, oh, well, you, she gave a speech at the University of Texas at Austin. And did you see that speech? I'm like, do I give a fuck about a speech? At, right? In Austin? <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, like, wherever the fuck it was, it doesn't matter. Like, the point is, is it's like we need action, people. We need action and we need results and we're not getting it. And so circling back to Ukraine, Israel, things like, like that's where people are getting ornery about it. And, like, it's getting harder and harder to to kind of push back against people who are, again, not sincere when they say it. They know that it's a weak point for Democrats, so they're just kind of digging that knife in for political favor as opposed to the actual... Now, some of those people, like, look, I can't stand Greg Abbott. I think he's a fucking ghoul. But, like, listen, he's down there, and and I've got family down in Texas... Um, who can speak to it, right? I've got family in Plano, Texas, and they said they're like, it's a real issue, you know, and they're, and they're not, you know, con- hardcore conservatives or anything like that. They're, you know, kind of center left, I guess. Um, but it, it is a real issue that they're dealing with, um, and we have to do something about it. So, again, with the funding that's going to Ukraine, with the funding that's going to Israel, 
Um, I understand why we're doing it. We need to help Israel. We need to protect them because they're the only you know, democratic state in the Middle East. We need to protect Ukraine because Russia's aggression, if it's allowed to spread, is very problematic. But there's got to be an end point. And this whole war with Ukraine has gone on way longer than anyone thought that it would you know, early on. But once you saw that the Ukrainians were going to fight back and they were going to be able to do so um, competently and effectively, then that, that changed this. So now we've got this, this just gridlock of a disaster over there. Um, and where does it end? What, what, I, what I've heard is that um, Ukraine is running very low on anti-aircraft munitions. And once they lose control of the air, you're fucked. Yeah, I, and so, I, I know they just blew up a they just blew up a, a some sort of like either a refueling or a munition or some ship over there of Russia's, um, and you know maybe this two hundred fifty million that's going over there kind of helps restock um, some of the stuff that you were just talking about. But um, you know I'm not saying that we need to bail on them, but man, we got and look, we can't continue to do this forever. So at some point, you need to get them to the negotiating table and say, all right, how do we end this? Right, right, like Vlad. You overstepped, and you're not getting land or control right, or right. anything. Like, we need you to pull your people out. Like, you're also taking massive casualties, right? Like, I, I I've mean, heard numbers of like over three hundred thousand right, like, soldiers I mean, just, dead from uh, Russia. You know, and even even if those are exaggerated by fifty percent, still a lot of right, dead people. Like one hundred and fifty thousand people is a lot of people. If it's that low. Um, which that's not low, right? right. 150,000 people. I mean, that's. I mean, you could fit that. I mean, you would need two college, big time college football stadiums to fit all, that all number. Of, of all of Michigan Stadium and half of Ohio State's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. So so, uh, you know, the question is, how can we start to think about bringing at least bringing the whole Russia Ukraine thing to an end? Right. Um, well, and, we've said for a long time, as long as Putin's there, I don't see how it happens. I mean, which, I mean, then maybe you need to have a broader conversation about how to end this. Now, the problem with Putin, you always have this problem with people like him, is if he were to go away, with right. the air quotes, um, who does he get replaced with? And over there, that's right. not... Could that, always be, could be worse, believe it or not. Right. It could, absolutely could be worse. I absolutely believe it, given some of the characters that we know of coming out of there, Who, which, who knows... The people that we don't know that are lying in the wait that that could be way worse. So, I mean, it's a very difficult conversation with a lot of nuance to it. Um, doesn't mean we should shy away from it, but like we at minimum have to at least acknowledge right, right. that that something has to give because we can't continue to fund a war in Europe and fund a war in Israel, uh, in Gaza. Um, not to mention. You know, you've got concerns about China. You've got unrest happening all over. I mean, I know we just um, um, we just uh, approved a strike in I want to say Iran or Iraq oh, didn't um, because our soldiers were attacked. Like we we we're getting spread too thin, and we need to be able to narrow our focus, which means that we're going to have to actually use diplomacy to solve some of these problems and our. Are we trying to do that right now? And if we are, it does not seem to be very effective. Um, someone prove me wrong. Well, I mean, we'll have to... Uh, uh, all right. I actually wanted to jump to domestic issues, but you put a story, showed me a story that is very alarming. 
Yeah, so the Washington Post is claiming that they were able to do an investigation at the Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza. Um, and so that is the hospital where uh, the Israelis bombed, yeah. uh, bombed it. But the claim was that there was a bunker underneath. Now, we know that the bunker is there because the Israelis built the bunker in the 80s when they built the hospital. So, you know, what did I say to you a few weeks ago? It's just like, well, if you built the bunker and you know it's there then somebody's got the blueprints for that motherfucker. Like, figure out how to get in through a back door and let's go solve problems, right? Um, and the Washington Post is claiming, like, look, we looked at the evidence because they bombed the hospital and there's no evidence that, you know, Hamas had a base of operations set up in this bunker. Now, that needs to be stated with an asterisk, right? If Hamas knows that there's a good chance that the Israelis are going to blow the hospital up and they don't give a fuck about people being innocent or not, then they probably cleared out. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and, 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 and Israel Hamas, to be saying is strategic. Like, okay, like, they might not be there at this moment, but... Right. And, like, well, yeah, no, no one's there at this moment because you just sent a fucking Hellfire missile to a hospital. What, so. what, what, what I meant but was... No, 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 I get exactly what you're saying. And that's part of it, right? Like, one, Hamas could have cleared out because they knew something was coming. Two, they probably did, and they probably took every single stitch of anything for this exact reason, Right. Like if it I'm, also if I'm, remains a staging place if it stays in existence, assuming that they have access to it. Have, have Not you? after the missile hit, but before. Oh, I'm oh, saying okay. that's why Israel would bomb it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I've, I've seen the, the footage of what Gaza looks like is brutal. I mean, unlike anything I've ever seen. I tweeted a picture out um, from the Gaza, and it it looks like literally hell is opening up on Earth like Right there. I mean, it was just yeah. a giant plume of fire and smoke and everything terrible that probably expanded. Like it looked like it went out like a mile, um, and it's just a, it's an amazing shot. But at the same time, it just shows you like the devastation that's happening there. And again, we have got to figure out some way to bring this to an end. Um, and it's frustrating because the U.S., as you brought up a few weeks ago, voted against the U.N., you know, pushing out a ceasefire. And the second time they abstained. Right. So, you know, okay. I mean, great. I, I guess better. No. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we not supporting a ceasefire? Right. We're not supporting, you know, hey, give Hamas everything they want. It's can we stop killing innocent people and figure out a way to deal with this where the collateral damage just is not so great. Right. You know, you're killing thousands and thousands of innocent people indiscriminately for vengeance, right? Like, this is, this is, you can sit there and tell me that it's about protecting yourself, but the way you're killing people, I, I it, that's not what this is. And the people who are getting killed, or, well, I don't right. know. You're, ki- you're, no, what do you mean you don't, I don't we, we, we I don't know, know that I, women, I know. children, elderly we, people yeah. are being fucking slaughtered. Yes, we, we know do, that. We do know that. I'm just saying, I don't right. know what they're... I don't know anything about the logistics of what they're targeting. There's lots of evidence to say that they're being very indiscriminate, but the information is tough to trust from anyone. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Hamas is claiming that organs are being harvested by, so their bodies of Palestinians are being returned, mutilated with vital organs missing. And like, okay, is that just a, a, a propaganda thing? Is it, I, we don't have any idea, so we gotta keep tra- keep an eye on if what if anything comes from that. But it's it's getting said, it's getting broadcast all around the the Middle East. So when you're trying to paint your enemy, meaning 
Middle East painting Israel as their enemy, you know, these monsters are pulling livers out of people. It makes them sound pretty fucking monstrous. <laughs> look, I mean, it's just, in, look, we're dealing with, you know, people want to go back and say, well, well, October 7th wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Israel. It's on Israel. And the immediate pushback to that is Hamas goes into Israel, kills thousands of people, yeah. rapes, murders, maims, women, children, babies, innocents. Yep. That in and of itself cannot stand. And we know that that happened. There's we, no. We know there's no line. That, like, don't give me any sort of shit like, oh, no, it wasn't. like No. That happened. Right? So Israel's got every right to be pissed and they've got every right to go balls to the wall. I'm, but what I am saying is like, like, look, your war is with Hamas, right? Your war is not with the people of Palestine unless you're saying that anyone in Palestine is a part of Hamas. And, and, and look, what you're doing right now is you, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You are just indiscriminately yeah. going in and killing people. They are not going to, you're not making friends. No, right, and I, they're not trying to, and I get that. But I mean, you know, you, you are making tomorrow's next Israel haters in 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 in, in right will be a palace because I don't they're not going back there, obviously, right? Um, I don't think I think the whole I have no idea. I don't know how. How but. I mean, they're going to level it, right? I mean, like the, I think Israel's goal is to level that whole thing, yeah, um, that whole area, region, strip, whatever you want to call it. Um, at least you, you won't convince me otherwise based off of what they're doing. Um, but that war is with them, right? Like if I, if I have a beef with you, I'm not going to go and fly and punch your sister in the face. Right. And go, you thank know, you for not, you, you know, go oh, sure. body slam your right. mom. Right. right. Like the, my, my beef is with you. Like, so they need to take this war to Hamas and not the people. And that's the issue that I have. Like, if you want to go wipe Hamas off the planet, go ahead, right? But wipe Hamas off the planet. Not everyone in the region just because they're, they're the there. same race, right? Right? Or they just weren't able to that get out in time. Either. So, I, yeah. I don't know. It's All just... Right. Always great for holiday talk. Always sunny in Cleveland. Yep. All right, let, let's, let's go domestic for a bit here. Because I first want to talk about what Nikki Haley said in a recent speech, I think she was in New Hampshire, and she was asked something about the Civil War, and her response... That's something. That was very straightforward. What was the cause of the Civil War? Right? And she comes out, and she's like, oh, well, it's about uh, uh, free market and, and government control and economic development, people, you know, having the right to speak freely and people having the right to engage in you know, commerce, the way that they see fit. And, you know, like that, that way it was, it was about the role of government. Right. right? States' and rights and all that. You know, and everyone's like, what? Right. Like she's no reference to slavery whatsoever. Um, and it's kind of like, in my thought on this is like, look, if we can't all agree fundamentally that the civil war, like the, the, the centerpiece cornerstone thing that sparked that war was slavery, then we can't, move forward yeah we're not dealing with reality right i mean it just and, and people want to go to the states right states rights to do what what were they bitching about what did they put in their declarations of secession right like you go through all the states that seceded and 
they all it's like, well, it was the anti-slavery sentiment, and you know they told you know they're trying to tell us that we can't have slaves, and frankly, we should have the right to have slaves, and we want slaves, and we're going to have slaves, so we're seceding, right? It's in literally in plain English in yeah, the yeah. declarations of secession well, in, in, from in, all the states that seceded in 1861. That wasn't so hard to defend. <laughs> I mean, it, but I'm not, well, you know, it, that was, you know, it was though. Because that was, that was whole, very poorly said. I'm sorry. Well, it was hard was to finish because half the country said, "Yeah, stop doing yeah, this." I said that very badly. <laughs> they were not going to regret those words in 1861, the Southern states. But I mean, we we, we got to move past the whole. Who cares, right? Well, Whether they like, regret it or just, not, I'm, va- like, I'm validating your point, but, but they what, didn't hide it, right? Like they they didn't like, and they said it out loud in paper in plain English, right? And so the fact that. We're coming back to it, and we're trying to sugarcoat it and pussyfoot around it and dance around it and not say slavery, right? Right. And why does she not want to say that? Because it'll upset her base. It'll upset the voting block that she thinks will vote for her. That's why she said it. Right. Nikki Haley knows damn... Did Nikki Haley, if you didn't, if you didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal, then why, when Dylan Roof killed those nine people in that church, why did you all of a sudden decide that maybe the Confederate flag coming down off the state capitol was a good idea? Right, and the same. These are the same people who say we can't erase history by taking down statues of Confederate soldiers, because that's erasing history. This is ultimately this isn't erasing history. It's tap dancing around it very, very badly. Lying about lying, history. Right, lying it about history. Flat yes. out lying yes. about history. Correct. When you Correct. have written documentation, yes. right? You go through and you look at the 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 Confederate Constitution, right? I think Article One, Section Nine. I don't um, know if you're. Being, no, uh, Article 1, Section 9, I think you have a direct reference to, like, look, people have slaves, and nobody can take anybody's slaves, and if anybody's slave runs away, then then they need to be taken back to their owner. It's in the Constitution. Okay. Right? Like, it's, it, you know, like, there's also, yeah. it, like, I think if you go into Article 4, I want to say Section 3, um, you know, talking about bringing other states into the Confederacy, they reference... Um, you know, being able to bring state bring slaves across state lines, like, hey, that's all good with us, and no one can say you can't do it, right? It's right there in the fucking Constitution that they wrote. It's right there in when the when when the different states that seceded from the Union all wrote this big declar- declaration of why they were leaving. They all referenced the anti-slavery sentiment and the push to end slavery as the reason for them having to remove themselves from the Union to begin the Confederacy, right? Right now, you as a politician, you want to be the president of this country, and you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me everything except that. How the fuck am I supposed to trust you as a leader of the goddamn free world when you can't acknowledge the biggest non-free thing there is, which is slavery? Right. She she sat there and she referenced freedom, right? Freedom of people to move around and do this and do that, and flat out fucking ignores the whole slavery thing. Right. Right? Even if you want to say it wasn't just slavery, right? Okay, fine, but can we at least say that it was a big ass yeah. chunk of the reason? If you're doing a pie chart, right? It's like, more than it's, half it's the a pie. Big ass piece of the pie. Ninety three percent of the pie. And you can't even fucking acknowledge it. Like right. I, 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 now, that you. But you started to go down this path, and I kind of cut you off. She's doing it because she doesn't want to offend her constituents yes. in South Carolina, right? Not, it's not just South Carolina. Well. Right, it's not just South Carolina. It's no. it's 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 way bigger than that, right? Like she sure. tap danced down around, because like, then eventually they said, "You got to say something about slavery." 
And she's like, well, what do you want me to say about it? I heard that. What do you want me to say about it? Like, bitch, say it's bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not that hard. Start there. That's not that hard. <laughs> right? Can we just say there? Like, uh, I mean, can we all just stipulate to the fact that slavery is bad? If you can say that, we can fucking get past this. Right? Oh, what do you want me to say about slavery? I mean, I'm talking about all these other things. Like, bitch, how can you fucking sit there and talk about freedom? Do you remember me telling you years ago about being in the bar in Frederick, Maryland, and the one bartender was part black, and her co-worker was arguing about, he was about the Confederate statues, and I said to the co-worker who was white, you know, can we acknowledge slavery existed? Yes. Can we acknowledge it's bad? And she just froze. And her black co-worker sitting right next to her looked at me and like, what in the actual fuck? And the next day, that girl and I had a one-on-one conversation. Um, and she said to me, like, I didn't know what to do the rest of the night. I'm like, I work with you. You supposedly think I'm at least an equal human to you. And you couldn't say that? And, you know, in the frustrating thing with Nikki Haley is that she's probably your best case scenario to come out of the GOP as the nominee. And if she wins, like, she's the person that people can most tolerate. But then how can I sit there and say that she's the most tolerable when she can't even acknowledge right. that the impact of slavery had on the Civil War had on the country? And that's the other kind of issue with a, a lot of these people, right? Like, they're just like, oh, well, once slavery was over, it was all good. But then, just for good measure, we had the whole civil rights movement, right? Like, you needed a whole-ass movement a hundred years later, right? A hundred years later, you needed a whole ass movement that got people, you know, multiple people ended up losing their lives, killed Martin Luther King, obviously being at the top of that list, Malcolm X, and then, you know, not to mention all the, the people other in the people small towns and, whatever, and yep. you know, the lynchings and everything else that happened, right? It, 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 but you, you, you know, I saw a chart um, not that long ago, and it showed the amount of times you had slaves in the U.S. right, starting at 1619 and going through 1865. Okay. Right. Big ass chunk. Two hundred years. Right. <laughs> then two fifty almost. Then it had another chunk of like Jim Crow and segregation for like a hundred years, right? And then it had like from the end of Jim Crow and segre- segregation to now being the smallest piece of that pie, right? At the of that chart at the 50, end, like fifty years of that, right? I mean, so it's just like okay, so we're all just gonna assume that three hundred years of Abuse and state-sponsored terrorism, essentially, um, just resolved itself in, you know, a few decades, right? A few hundred years, few decades. Right. Right, and that's the hardest part. Uh, that's the most frustrating part because, like, yes, we've made progress. It has been slow and it has been painful, and we've had to do it kicking, screaming, fighting, pulling teeth and everything else to get to where we're at. And to just not acknowledge why it was so hard, why it's taking so long, why we're seeing all these negative outcomes that can directly look back to segregation, Jim Crow, uh, Reconstruction, and then going back to you know the Civil War and working our way back to slavery and everything else. Like we we don't even have the common sense overall as a country to acknowledge that you can't undo like. 300 years of fucking harm in just 50, right? Like, I mean, we like we're, we're just that dense as a fucking country, and it's the, the answer is yes. Yeah, is. We absolutely are. It, it, it's it's well, fucking mind-blowing. There's not, there's not a motivation to acknowledge it, and that's exactly coming back to your point, is if she acknowledges it, all these folks have been denying with the same logic we were just talking about, or illogic, I'm not trying to defend it. But you here's know. the thing, though. 
She, I, I disagree with that. Because all she has to say is, like, look, all you got to say, like, yeah, slavery, whole thing with Civil War. Like, those people would be pissed off, right? Um, but ultimately, what does that do? Like, if she can at least acknowledge that truth, right, given how low the bar is for our political leaders, then what does that do for her with the people that are on the fence, right, the people that don't want to vote for Joe Biden, the people that absolutely aren't going to vote for Trump, right? They're just looking for a sane human, right, to, 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 to take this role that's got the experience, that's got the chops. She does. Her resume, it checks all the boxes, right? But it's just like, you just all you got to do is just stop playing the game based off of Trump's rules, right? Like you, you say you want to get from underneath his thumb, but yet he, he still got you, he's still controlling you because he's controlled, like his, his base that he built, that's what you're going after. And you're using some of his same sort of rhetoric, denials, BS. Right. Right. Lies. So, right. Word. Like <laughs> all of that, like when just stand on your own two fucking feet. And all she had to do there was, what was the cause of civil war? Slavery. Right. North wanted to end it. South wanted to keep it. States rights, economic freedom, commerce, all that other stuff. That's how you say it. That's how you answer yeah. that. Right. And I don't, th I think most people probably just say, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Right? Like, she didn't have to say slavery and end it. She could have said, listen, starts with slavery, North wanted to end it, South wanted to keep it going. Right? Like, that leads us into this conversation about, like, federal over state and commerce and everything else. Right? Like, and fine, I'll listen to that argument because all those things are true. Right? Like, the, the, all, the, all of that is a part of the conversation, but the big overarching Right, the big overarching keystone of all of it was the fact that you had a whole, you had people who were keeping other people enslaved and denying them very basic human rights for a couple hundred years. The all right, so the bad news is this probably won't hurt her politically. It'll be the talk of the day for a couple, maybe a week. She'll probably issue some clarification statement or nonsense and it probably won't hurt her i mean she can't she she already she's already come back and replied and said yeah oh. slavery is bad blah, blah blah but we can't ignore all these other things and it's just like all you had to do right you could have avoided all of it it would have been a non-fucking issue right like no one even like fox news probably wouldn't even have reported on it right like they would have been pissed about it because like oh damn it she didn't stay but whatever but, like, they, they, they would have weighed, right, the risk of, you know, trying to go out and say, oh, Nikki Haley said slavery right. was the cause of the Civil War, right? Like, Fox, even Fox has got to be like, well, I don't, I don't know if we can run with that as a story across all the platforms. So she probably would have avoided any major buzz cut by, saying, by just acknowledging it. And then she could have, she, oh, again, acknowledge slavery first and build your argument around the government, states, rights, commerce, all that other bullshit. Right? Right. That's all you have to do, but it's just, oh, my God. And, and then the end of the Civil War leads to the 14th Amendment of the Constitution that says if you've engaged in insurrection against the United States, you can't hold public office, and that is now being used to sue Trump to get him off ballots in Colorado, Michigan, Louisiana, and I think there's a few others. And how that's all going to play out, we can't really even get into it too deeply now because it's going to play out ultimately in the Supreme Court. I'm not um, sure. If it, I think if it, if the Supreme Court accepts it and takes the case out of Colorado, 
Um, and I think I said this last week, and if not, then I, or if I did, then I apologize. But my opinion, Supreme Court got to shoot that down. You and here's why. Shoot down, take him off the ballot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here's why. You like that is when we when we're talking about due process, right? It, that matters, and right now, you. you Everyone's saying it, and look, we all saw it, and I, we all know how I feel about Trump. But this needs to be, there needs to be more uh, process to this. There needs to be, it needs to be more official to, you're going to take him off the ballot, say he can't run for this very specific thing that it says in the Constitution, then we all need to come to an agreement that it was an insurrection and that he actually did it, and that needs to happen, like, actually in the court. You need a definitive, declarative statement saying you are guilty of this, therefore you cannot run. That has to happen in the courtroom, right? Like this whole thing, which I, now you could say, oh, he's been charged with it. Okay, fine. But I need a little bit more than that. We need that case with Jack Smith in, in, in D.C. Um, to play out. You need a guilty verdict. And then at that point, now everyone's saying, well, that's too late. Like, okay, too bad. Sorry, the timing didn't work out. But we can't go and just say, well, I know what I saw, and so we're going to skip the due process part. We're just going to go ahead and say we did it because we saw it and looked bad on the news and everything else. Like, and people aren't going to like it because, again, we all saw what happened. But you, you want to talk about slippery slope. You want to talk because motherfuckers are petty and vindictive. Oh, yeah. And so going to do it to their guy. They're going to do it to your guy. We have seen enough of this. We've seen this before. Like you, 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 you can't do this. You have to be politically and strategically smarter than this. I get the emotion behind it. I get the reasoning behind it. I know everyone feels that it's the right play, and that's just what should happen. Because again, we saw what happened on January six. But I still think you have to do it the right way. And just deciding, like Colorado, just deciding that what, like you're in Colorado, you weren't even fucking there. But so you're just gonna decide what you saw on fucking ABC News is enough for you to say. This guy is off the ballot. We can't have it. But now, how much due process has gone on? Because this is a result of a lawsuit going to a lower court than going to Colorado Supreme Court. Now, I don't have any idea what was presented or how that played out, but this is a Colorado State Supreme Court decision. But there's nothing official. But they're basing it, right? What are they basing it off of? I don't. If they're basing it off the federal constitution. Right then, I need I, I need a federal like, I need okay. a federal sign off that that that's that's what happened. That's what went down. Okay. Right. But isn't that the? I mean, if SCOTUS gets involved and says no, look, if SCOTUS gets involved and said it checks all the boxes for us and we're good, he's off the ballot. Then he's off the ballot. That's okay. it. And that's right? a, like that's I the one the, and only way, though, right? Right. Like that, that's the, then then I'm good. Now for me, it's if now again, time is not on our side here. But you go through this whole case with Jack Smith and the obstruction and everything else, and you get a guilty verdict on that, then I'm good with that. You run with it, and then, yeah, everybody can go off the ballot, you know, at that point, which they, right. they probably should, they probably have to. Um, but, you know, just, you know, individual states deciding that they didn't like what they saw, and, you know, now it's interesting some of these different places. Now, the other thing about this thing with Colorado is that that case was bought by Republicans. What? Ah. What I say again? The case in Colorado right. to remove oh. Trump from the ballot was brought 
by. Brought by. Okay, I heard. I heard blocked in my head. Maybe. No, it was. It was the case, the case was initiated. initiated it. Sorry, I just by heard Republicans. Wrong. By Republicans. So, okay. Yeah. And I'm sure. Well, speaking of Republicans in Colorado, Lauren Boebert is now jumping districts. Again, you sent me this article. I. I don't know exactly how it works, like what district you can run in. I guess you can probably run in any district and whatever. It's but cool, you know, I mean, you know, what? you should have to live there. You should have yeah, to I, mean, I, I thought, there, was, there, I thought there were rules. I'm sure there are, but they're probably easy to skirt. Uh, who knows? Maybe she's got multiple properties. Right, you buy, I, a, buy I, a ranch and whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like this is just, it, it's, it's funny because she's doing this because she knows she's going to lose. Her opponent has outraised her. And, uh, and fundraising, right. and, and he's got a huge war chest compared to hers. Um, you know, she's not popular in her district. She's not popular anywhere um, except for maybe the play playhouse yeah, district. Very popular, but but um, you know, she she knows that if she runs in that district, she's going to lose, right? Like so, basically, she's just handing it over to the Democrats, and she's going to a district that she believes that she can win in. Um, and there's probably not a lot of competition. There's probably not someone that she'll probably run unopposed, right? Or it'll be some no-name who does not have the time. Like, she's going to move into that district. Someone's going to see it and be like, oh, what the fuck? They're going to start fundraising, but she she will be able to outpace them. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She, she only won her district by 600 votes. Right. I mean, she, so. she won her district by the skin of her clit. So, I mean. I was really hoping you were going to go there. Yeah, I was I'm pretty excited that about that. Not, not only it was, was it, good. I was hoping, was but good. I also knew it was going to happen. It's okay. Just acknowledge right. that it was good. Uh, so. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so she barely wins her district. Um, you know, I get, now, look, I don't know, right? Like, somebody else in Colorado, like, look, if she could jump ship and move to another district, there could be someone else waiting in the wings like, oh, bitch, please. Right? And they right. they may give her a run for her money, right? Like, oh, if you can do it, I can do it, and I can raise more money than you. Who knows? Right? I mean, I, shit. I, I mean, <laughs> if you can't beat someone who you can say, do you... You know what would be hilarious? Oh, here we go. What if Dion was like, nah? Oh, that would be awesome. Dude, I, That would be... All right, that's not going to happen. Dude, I, I, I may have to move to Colorado if that happened. Just, just, just to see her head explode. <laughs> Could you imagine... The, I would have never thought of that angle, and we know it's not going to happen. Yeah. But no, the reason is, I say because he's a coach, coach he's a Colorado, head, head, head I get coach it. Of and it, it'll never happen. And Dion <laughs> probably would never do politics. But I, that would be uh, that—that is a hilarious. I, that's a South Park episode that needs to happen. It does need to hey, happen. Matt and Trey, get on this shit right, right now. This could is you in imagine, your wheelhouse. Could you imagine? You must do this. <laughs> Dion, Neon, Dion, prime time as a congressman. Oh, sweet lord! <laughs> you know what I? I respect his intellect and his, his sincerity a whole lot more than Bobert's. True. I mean, as we much know, as... We know he's got more education than her. Yeah, and there's that. <laughs> and, but it was, if I'm running against her, I'm like, uh, Miss Bobert, do you think it's appropriate for a 36-year-old grandmother, a 36-year-old married grandmother to be jerking a guy off in a public theater? What was a marriage? She's going through a divorce. Going through a divorce. I was like, okay, she's still technically married. I don't care. Like, that's the thing. I don't even care about that, right? Like, I, like, look, it wasn't even that bad. His dick wasn't out. Like, I mean, they got a little, they got a little touchy feely. I don't mind it. I mean, it's also because I mean she's attractive, which is annoying. Yeah. But I, I don't. If she care. wasn't attractive, she wouldn't be in office. <sighs> That's very true. But, um, and we don't vote there. I'm not saying that I wouldn't vote for her if she were unattractive. I'm just saying right. that I that would vote her. She's a fucking nut job, right? Um, I, I. I I don't want to bag on people for sex stuff, 
right? Now, it, you can bag on her a little bit because she pushes the family values thing, and then she's doing That's things that doing. are not very family value-ish or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like, we've all got our kinks and quirks oh, yeah. and everything else, so, like, run with it, but... I'm just judging on the hypocrisy. But like, don't tell me this and then do that. <laughs> like, long before I get to the hypocrisy, it's just, like, I mean, we've all seen her in Congress, we've seen her on the floor, you know, like, right. missing votes, late to votes, you know, lying about missing the votes, and, uh, like, there's enough ammunition, not to mention, right. like, the rap sheet... Um, you know, her husband whipping his dick out, like her being arrested multiple times and all that other stuff. And like, look, I get it. Shit happens. You were young and dumb and full of cum and everything else. I get that. But at the same time, like you are a U.S. congressman. There's a reason I don't run for office. <laughs> right? Yes. There's a, people tell, oh, you should run for, you should run for city council. You should run. Nah, fam. I, you, <laughs> you don't. I, I, this is, this is, no. <laughs> all right. Well. Most anyway. of your shit probably wasn't caught on tape. There's two issues I want to hit on. Well, three actually. But I, so what, uh, the, the episode I didn't get out, they got screwed up. I really beat up on two people, Joe Rogan and Bill Maher, which I have been outspokenly. You beat up on Joe Rogan. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. I'll play it for you. You didn't hear it. Because I know you didn't hear it. Because Oh, physically didn't beat up on there you Correct. Go. Correct. And we're going with that again. There you go. Um, Keep up, Junior. Um, uh, so Joe Rogan basically came out and said, did you hear this really dumb thing Biden said about uh, the Revolutionary War being decided because of the lack of airports? And he was, was talking to an MMA fighter, because that's where we should be getting our our uh, political commentary from, is MMA fighters and Joe Rogan. But he said that Biden said... Uh, whatever. <laughs> Bi- Bi- so he says Biden said oh, this... Hold on, hold on. We gotta back up. No. Me and you are doing political commentary, and who the fuck are we? Smarter than Joe Rogan and this guy. More educated than Joe Rogan and this guy. Uh, and Joe Rogan always hides behind the whole, I'm just an idiot thing. And again, I have been a defender of this guy. I remain a fan of his. But this is so revealing because he says this, these words came out of Biden's mouth and um, they make Biden unqualified to hold any job, much less president. And his you know, uh, show manager calls it up and says, actually, Biden was quoting Trump. And Trump goes... And, 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 and so Trump said that, and Biden was just quoting him, and Rogan's response was, oh, well, people make mistakes. Now, I will say this. I give them a bit of credit for not editing that out, for not hiding behind it, um, or not, sorry, not, not just ditching it, because it's pretty revealing, but Joe Rogan has gone full tilt boogie in Trump's camp, I think largely driven by the MMA crowd, and... I am a fan. I remain a fan, but I'm very disappointed. You don't need to remain a fan. I mean, look, I, I, my thing about Joe Rogan is that I sensed this flip about him a long time ago, right? Like Joe Rogan is a guy who you know cut his teeth coming up through the comedy ranks, and you know he did some, you know he did uh, news radio and he did uh, Fear Factor, and you know he was he's been very successful in his podcast, and that's great. Um, but I just felt early, like a while, a while ago that he kind of has turned into spoiled baby. Right. And we've seen, like, he's not the first that we've seen to, um, you know, kind of anoint themselves as the every man savior. And then when they get slapped on the hand, they take their ball, they go home and they go play with the other kids. Right. Yeah. And we've seen it with different people that we have talked to in the past. 
Um, we've seen it with, you know, we've seen sure. it with a number of people, and he's he's in that ilk, right? Like I'm this, you know, every man white savior, and everybody loved me, and then you know gets yelled at because of something, and I think some of the stuff he got upset about, he you know legit, but let's handle this, right? Like let's have that conversation. Like the the thing that frustrates me is that he's so close with Dave Chappelle, right? And Dave Chappelle is a guy who says whatever the fuck he wants to say. And will stand on it and stand by it, but he doesn't waver, right? right. Like Chappelle is not going to go and you know slap ass with Donald Trump, right? Like Chappelle is going to call out who he calls out, and he doesn't care if the progressives or the feminist or the LGBT, he doesn't care who comes after him. Right? He's like, not my bad that you can't process what I'm saying, right? Not my not my fault that you don't see that I'm an ally and I'm just pointing out your flaws and you need to get better. That's a you problem, not a me problem. I'm going to keep doing my thing because the thing that I'm doing is good, right? That's what Joe Rogan should have done. He's like, I'm so, like, right. I, like, I got the money to do this, take care of myself. I don't believe in taking the vaccine. Sorry you guys are upset about it. Fuck off, right? I got a fucking show to do. I've got, you know, UFC yeah. stuff to support. I'm going to go do my thing. But instead, takes his ball and says, well, I'm going to go and jump in bed with the other guys because they're not mean to me. Yeah. You know, and I and, and, and it's just like Chappelle's and, and, a great great response because he, you know, the uh, trans community and the LGBT community as a whole really went after him hard, right. and he and, and that's look, and and look, he took a page right out of Trump's book, like and <laughs> right. You know what though, he did try to sincerely say he, he tried to sincerely articulate himself in one of his Netflix specials. I didn't he, think he did a great job of it. I thought I, no, I disagree. I thought he did do a good. He he. He, in a very articulate way, explained what he was saying. People didn't like it because they wanted to be mad about it because how dare you criticize us? We are the special chosen children or whatever. I was speaking as a comic. It wasn't really right. a comedy special oh, because well, it was I more mean, of because, a lecture. Well, right, because it was more of a lecture. Okay, fine. But what I'm saying is, like, I, like, and that's why I just I have the utmost respect for him. And then I look at a guy like a Joe Rogan or some of the other people that will, right. will remain unnamed I have an issue with them because of that very sort of childish approach to it, right? Like, I listen, agree. you can stand on your principles on what you believe if you if you can explain it. And, just, and, and I think, you know, Chappelle's critique of the LGBTQ community is legitimate, right? 100%, and, yeah. it, Right? And, like, so, but he stood on it and he said it. And, like, look, I, like, look I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to give you one good, you know, heartfelt explanation. Sorry that you were upset. But this is just the reality, and then kept doing his thing, right? And and, and, and that's sorry. where Joe Rogan should have went to. Like, look, yeah. I, I like I don't believe I don't want to put this thing in my body, right? I don't sure. want to put this vaccine in my body. There's too much risk, and I get it. And look, when that vaccine first came out, I debated back and forth, right? But then ultimately decided like, well, fuck it, right? Like, because I had COVID, and I was like, I do not want to experience that like that again. And if you're telling me this can minimize that, then fine, it's fucking worth it. Um, but I don't have a problem with him looking for alternatives to injecting himself with a drug that was developed in a program called Warp Speed. Right. Right. I don't. I don't have an issue with that. What I where my issue with him is the how dare you criticize me and all these things I said before in support of now that is all out the window and now I'm going to this other side and all of that stuff was wrong in the past and that's where and I felt that about him. Like he 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 gets prickly when he gets poked, 
And this this was a prime example of that. And the one other thing with him though was he was in California and he was really fed up with California's handling of COVID and the hypocrisy of it. Like you said, you know, if Gavin Newsom was saying you gotta wear a mask, you know, everywhere you go, and then you see him in a five hundred dollar plate French restaurant, he's like, Fuck you, dude. So I get that, but at the same time, to completely abandon principles, no. Yeah. Sorry. You got up, you moved to Texas, good for you. Yeah. But I was really, when, when he was like, that should disqualify Joe Biden from being allowed to be manager of McDonald's. Oh, Trump said it? No, never mind. We're good. Yep. Um, and the other one I, I took a shot at was Bill Maher, because in Bill Maher's final episode of the season, he went on a big rant about how you can't say these words anymore, and everyone's being censored, and it's impossible to do my job, and he's whining and doing the whole grouchy old man bullshit. And then I flash back to, so he tells a story about how Someone wouldn't read a script once they got to the first word that offended them, which is early on when they're describing a character in a script that is a defined racist. And that person used a word, and Bill Maher goes, I'm not going to say the word, but it's a food popular with, associated with Hispanic people, popular in I'm like, you're not going to say beaner, you fuck? <laughs> so this is where you just fucked up. Why? That was intentional. I disagree. I think it was being a... Bitch. No, I think it was very intentional, right? Woke, woke, woke. You can't say anything. You can't say anything. And he's he is literally that. Like I, I wholly believe that that was written that way specifically to highlight the ridiculousness of hyper Wokeness. wokeism mm-hmm. or or hyper okay. offensiveness or whatever, right? Yep. How ridiculous is that, right? Like this person won't say beaner, and I can't say beaner because you guys are going to come after me. So. How can I articulate this by dragging it out by saying it's a like you said a Mediterranean food? Mediterranean diet has a lot of beans in it, okay. So it's like a protein that is whatever. I I understand how that works, but I'm just saying. No, but that's why. Right. Whole point is that I. (laughs) So wait. But then in 2017, Mexicans, and then you go to Mediterranean. Anyway, uh, now I know what you're. I but I. I got to cut it off because I think that was very intentional for him to show how ridiculous the whole thing about being offended about words is. And so when, if we're trying to accommodate that, this is how ridiculous that we have to be. And as much as I don't like Bill Maher, like, remember, he's got a team of writers on yeah. the show. And I think that that, like, I think that one might so have. So he, he, he outsparred me. All right, fine. Yeah. I, I was watching it. You know, he's also an actor. If you got me, Bill, good for you. But I thought you looked like a jackass. All right, and we got to wrap it up soon, but I've got to talk to you about this. I just like that Bill Maher's a douche anyway. So. He's kind of a douche. I, I love his show, but... Um, it's a theme here. He, well, well... Joe Rogan, douche. Joe, yeah. <laughs> Jim likes him. Bill Maher, I, douche. Jim likes him. I, I, I like you, too. Do you, do you though? Do I you do, really do. like me? Are you sure? Most days I like you. <laughs> I've got to talk to you about this thing. Talk to me. So I'm at home in Come Buffalo. Talk to me. And um, when you're singing, I, I don't like you. When you are singing, I do Can not like you. I talk to you? Ooh. All right. I'm going to get to talk over Steve as he sings. Um, Can you I'm, name who that was? I didn't even pay attention to the song. You didn't you know it. Okay. Joe All right. You would have never guessed it in a million years. I didn't even know the name you just Remember said. when we used to do, what was it, uh, music roulette yeah, or whatever? We would start off playing yeah, music and I would, I would try music. to guess the, but I guess the artist and no. it sometimes didn't go so great. Never. Uh, I'm nailed a few. 
Um, all right. So anyway, I'm at my, my family's house and I showed my cousin who's very conservative and very easily manipulated by conservative media outlets. Um, That's not fair. It is absolutely fair. I know him. You don't. Uh, well, the stuff that this guy. All right, he's a guy who will tell you January sixth was no big deal. This is what I, like you shouldn't frame it that way though. I think you should frame it neutral and objectively. Tell the story and then all let right. us come to the okay. conclusion. Okay, okay. Of, that's so. Here's what happens. I showed him a picture on my phone, which is Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler from years ago on David Letterman. It's a famous story. If you don't know it, whatever. But they were professional wrestlers, basically. So they're actors, and I showed that to him. And his response was, "Oh, just like Travis Smith, Travis Swift, and, and uh, Travis, Kelsey. Travis, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift." Yeah, sorry, thank you. And I stared at him blankly, like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" All right, so say that again. So you show him a picture of Kaufman, Kaufman and Lawler, wrestlers, actors. Yes. His response is just, just like, like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Correct. Explain. I stared at him blankly, and he goes, "This is another fake relationship." And I'm like, like, oh, what, what? And so then I did some other exploring, and apparently there's a narrative out there that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are only dating to prop up young women to get involved in politics and therefore vote in a way that will not be good for Republicans. Okay. 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 That okay. is not my theory. Okay. Just, just, Okay. Why, why do Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift need to date for Taylor Swift to get young women to vote? Um, you know, I think because he did a commercial for the vaccine, so it became political after that. And so they're, okay. I, don't, so, right, I, don't, I don't think they're dating the for question, the, right, hold on, hold on. There's a question no, hold on, hold on. I asked, yes, and then right, the right, answer right, you right, just right. gave. Okay. Those but, things don't. Right, well. Okay, the whole theory is so stupid. But, but just, that... just why does Taylor Swift need to date Travis Kelsey to get young women to vote? Why do you need logic when you're trying to get these people to I get just, angry? Like, I just, I'm not saying this makes any sense at all. <laughs> but, but, but that's what's being said. I mean, how many theories are there out there? So that wait, are... your your explanation is, or the explanation, the explanation that I'm, I'm describing. Gonna put, I'm going to put on you. So, I just want to make this clear. So, Taylor Swift is supposed to get young women to vote by dating Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey is the right person because he did a commercial for Pfizer and the vaccine? That, sure. I mean, the whole thing is that the Swifties are getting out to vote, and she's encouraged. She's been very, I think she's been fairly political most of her career. Frankly, I don't know a whole lot about her. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she. Is very strong about women's rights, abortion, things like that. There was a very famous scene they had done a documentary about it, and she literally melted down over Marsha Blackburn uh, and you know abortion and everything else. And her dad was trying to like, hey, we just gotta appease the people, and she's like, no, like, and she stood, she stood on, she stood on her principles. Um, it was like, I'm, I'm not doing this thing, or I'm not accepting that as truth or whatever. Um, you know, so yeah, to your point, like, yeah, she's been political. Um, but my thing is Taylor Swift is like, other than Beyonce, I don't know if there's anybody bigger, right. That draws a bigger crowd. Um, and so Taylor Swift doesn't need Travis Kelsey or the NFL. She's one of the few who don't. 
right? Like, so yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I, 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 it doesn't make but, but, any sense. But, but it doesn't need to. They're angry because Travis Taylor Swift would probably be doing this no matter what. But they need to get angry. They're going to get angry at the NFL. They're going to get angry with Travis with Travis Kelsey. Um, like if no. they were mad then, they'd be real mad if they knew about Travis's last girlfriend. Who's that? She was a colored. Yeah, I think I knew that. But I don't think that I don't think race plays. I think this is all about. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like if they were mad about him dating superstar Travis or uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift, then they'd be real mad that he was dating a colored girl. Um. I, I, I don't know. I'm just being an asshole. But okay. Okay. My, point, my, point, my point is that this just doesn't make any sense. Like, little girls aren't going to say, or 22-year-old girls are going to be like, oh, Taylor Swift. Like, if they're a fan of Taylor Swift, they're a fan of Taylor Swift. Right. Right? Like, so she can do whatever she wants with them. Like, she doesn't need to date Travis Kelsey in order, like... Those little, those, I'm, I keep saying those little girls because I'm, I'm thinking of my daughter who's nine. So, and my daughter Not is a can't vote at nine. Um, and she is a huge Taylor Swift fan. She got a Taylor Swift sweatshirt for Christmas. Uh, and I had to t- forcibly take it off of her to wash it because it was disgusting after three days. So, um, that's why I keep saying little girls. But, Taylor Swift getting people to vote, like if she's going to be able to manipulate people to vote or register to vote or whatever, she can do that without the NFL. Um, if you if you wanted to tell me that it was, if you want to tell me that it was a ploy by the NFL to get little girls interested in the NFL, okay, you can make an argument there. I could maybe make an argument there. I mean, we saw evidence of that, right? There right. were young and, women and were asking questions like, "What's a down?" <laughs> Yeah, but if if that's if it, now so I can make a link to say the NFL came up with this plan for Taylor Swift to date Travis Kelsey to bring little girls into interest being interested about the NFL and football to increase viewership and to cre- increase participation in flag football which is about my, like I could we could go down that road I think it's pretty far fetched um, I think you have two very rich wealthy people. Travis Kelsey's shot is shot. Taylor Swift is open to dating. She dates a lot, and then she writes songs half, about like it. Half of her albums are about right, but I mean, like, I don't know, right? Like, I mean, but let me let me let me, like, pa- pa- let me put it together for you. Taylor Swift is vilified by the right because she is a politically active person who is inspiring young women to get out and vote in the wake of Roe v. Wade being overturned, and they fear that more activity from young uh, women. In the ballot box. Stop. You're no. overthinking this. Taylor Swift was supposed to be the country princess, right? Right-leaning, country singing. Um, she was supposed to be there. I'm, I'm going to say Reba McIntyre, but that's the wrong one because Reba McIntyre is more progressive than anybody probably wants to admit. Um, but point being, like, they had put her on a pedestal. Then her music shifted from country to more poppy, and then she got political, and then so it ruined her sort of white princess uh, pedestal that they had put her on. So now they're pissed. But, right? the, but the angry old white guys only know about her because of her showing up in the NFL. No, that is oh, that's, That is true. My cousin Greg wouldn't be... If you think I can't identify songs... Dude, but, your cousin... Like, he may not be able to identify I a song. I shouldn't have dropped a name. But uh, he knows... Who, he knew who Taylor Swift was before... She started dating Travis Kelsey. Come on. The, he knew who she was, but the confluence of Roe v. Wade not wanting young women voting and Travis Kelsey 
getting her to appear on national TV all the time. This is insane. I'm not saying it's not insane. This I'm saying it's insane. I, that's my Christmas, man. <laughs> all right, we're done. I think Steve's giving me the we're done look. Unless you want to close somehow. Um, I do want to. Kind of, I want to feed off that a little bit. Sorry. Okay, you're good. Um, Colby Covington, UFC fighter. He was on uh, Newsmax or whatever. Okay. Or maybe it's Fox News, but Colby, and it's it's in the same vein, right? Like literally the same vein. So he's talking. Um, and he's saying that, uh, actually I'll pull up the quote that he said, um, and you'll see the connection here, but he, oh, God damn it. Um, but he was also referencing the whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey conspiracy saying how ironic the NFL is going through some of the worst ratings they've ever had in history. And then all of a sudden, they're going to get one of the most famous people on earth that's going to start having a fake relationship with one of their players. Now, he's talking about Taylor Swift. He's talking about Travis Kelsey. The problem with the statement that he said, right, and we all know it's bullshit, is that the NFL ratings aren't the worst that they've ever been. They're actually the best they've ever been. They've had a 6% increase over last year, and they've broken records for Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Football multiple times this year. Right, like they're pulling, yeah. like in like the, and what's crazy is the NFL just did a crazy did crazy new TV contracts, right? Between yeah. uh, what they did with Google and YouTube, Peacock, um, Peacock, Amazon, all that stuff, yeah. and like you know NFL salary caps are going to go through the roof because they're drawing in more money. Like they're only going to do more. Their view, their ratings are going to go up. They're only going to make more money. It is insane. That this guy is going to come out and say that the the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing is all about ratings, right? But, and it's in it in the reason why it like look, the games that have broke the records, I think one of them had the Chiefs in it. Right? I think it was against the Bills. Yeah, right. And that was a massive game, not because of it was also, it was also a night game, only game on right. TV that night. And the NFL has done something, and, and this is kind of shifting into more of a sports conversation. But the the way the NFL has figured out how to get parity in the league, right? Like, if you yeah. look at it, right, in the AFC, you've got multiple teams at, you know, 8-8, eight and 8-7. Eight, eight and seven, nine, We're, we're, like, we're like, in Cleveland, a right? team that like, has no expectations coming in. Right, or, well, I mean, and actually, Cleveland is actually out, like, they've outpaced exactly. everybody else, right? Like, there's, like, three teams at the top, and then you've got a whole bunch of teams yep. fighting. Like, the Steelers are still trying to fight to get in. Bills are fighting to a degree. No, they're you know, fighting. And everything else. So, like, you're just, you're like, the NFL is having a monster season. Now, it's been... Um, you know, shaky for a number of reasons. The refereeing, the QB play. We've gone through 61 different quarterbacks um, starting for NFL teams over the course of the season. Last year we had 64. So the question is, will we outpace that? I don't know. Um, but like the idea that the NFL is having a down year is flat out laughable and goes to the bullshit that people will say, right? Because there's no one who's going to fact check him, this Colby Covington, in the moment. And pull up the ratings and just like, worst in history? You sure? Because record broken here, record broken here, record broken here, record broken here. Up 6% from last year. Last year, multiple records broken again. right? Like, And, and because that's not happening, they know it's not going to happen. So that's why they're willing to say whatever the fuck they feel they need to say or they want to say because they know it will absolutely go unchecked. And that's straight out of the Trump playbook. Yes. The failing New York Times, the fa- the no one watches this anymore. Everybody knows that this place is whatever. It's just make the statement. 
You're like you said, you're not going to get it fact is weird, checked though, because I don't know anybody that watches SNL, but yet it's still a thing. So, what about SNL? No one. Why? I don't know. A single I didn't say part. SNL. I know, but oh. you know, Trump says no one watches oh, no one, Saturday okay. Night Live. I, I watch on SNL. Uh, of course you do. Okay, I've got a friend on SNL. Oh, that's true. That's uh, okay. That's fair. That's true. I forgot. I um, forgot. Sorry, I forgot. That's all right. Fuck. Marcelo Hernandez. He's a very funny guy. Fuck. We ready? Yeah, that's everything. All right. We are at Whiskey Congress on X, Twitter, whatever, Instagram. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays, and we're done.